We talk about Tiki Barber's upcoming last game against the Redskins, and hopefully they can bottle him up. This and much, much more, live with Aaron, John, and hopefully Josh. Nice intro, dude. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't you know, kick the rust off there. Yeah. Um, hey. As you guys heard in the intro, right now it's me and John. We're waiting for Josh to uh, get out of some office Christmas party. So he can't, or I guess New Year's party. And um, give us a uh, ring-a-ding-ding. And until he does that, we're going to talk about what we've heard about the Redskins this week. Um, first and foremost, this game, the importance this game has for the Redskins is that, well, A, they can spoil the chances of their NFC East rival Giants getting into the playoffs. If the Giants win, they're in. If the Redskins beat them, I think they're out, period, paragraph. I think if the Redskins beat them, they still have a chance, but they have to have other stuff happen. Yeah, like Atlanta and Carolina and someone else has to lose, something like that. <sighs> anyway. Um, Did, as I far... Did I just hear Colbert? What? Did I just hear Colbert? It's so good. <laughs> anyway, um, in addition to that, uh, it's importance for the Redskins, besides playing for pride, is that Liddell Betts can uh, break a team record held by some random Redskin from 1951 and also tied with Clinton Portis for um, five consecutive games of 100 yards plus. And uh, he can break that record with 100 yards against the Giants. That would make six total today. Six in a row. Six in a row. Right. In case you haven't noticed, and judging by your attendance, you haven't, <laughs> Liddell Betts has gone over 1,000 yards for the season already. Uh-huh. And um, he's got four touchdowns, I think like 1,062 yards on 200 and some carries. Is it 200 and some? Man, that seems like a lot. Anyway. Well, I guess so. Over the last five weeks, he's been carrying the Rock a lot. Speaking of the Rock, uh, Rock Cartwright's got a chance to break uh, the single-season record for the franchise for um, the most kickoff return yards or punt return yards. I think it's just return yards. I'm not sure. He's got a chance to bypass number 30. My dog, number 30, Brian Mitchell. I have his autographed picture up on my wall. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's some, some important things, and of course... Many people will be auditioning um, for jobs. I know uh, Kerry Campbell is going to be out. He's been put on IR with a uh, hammy because there's only one game left. So maybe we'll see a little bit more Rocky McIntosh again this weekend. We'll see. He seems to be one of the best players on the field. Don't understand why he's not playing as much as he should. Yeah, the starting corners this week are Carlos Rogers and Kenny Wrong. <laughs> it might as well be Carlos Rogers and me. <laughs> it might as well be Car- <laughs> it might as well be Carlos Rogers and um, Sean Springs. Yeah, truly, might as well be. In case you guys didn't hear, Sean Springs uh, last week put on the IR for a broken shoulder blade that he suffered in the first series against the uh, Rams. In the uh, way he ended his season, you know, dropping an interception, just like um, the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty much that was a. That was- 
great example of how the season has gone for the Redskins' defense. Um, well, while we're waiting for Josh to ring in, should we talk about this uh, Adam Archuleta controversy that supposedly is coming up? Yeah, um, Josh chimed in on the website and had his view of the whole thing, and uh, I sent him an email back because I didn't have time to uh, go on the website while I was at work and type it in. And, uh, I mean, type in my, uh, response. But, um, I don't agree with Josh. I think Adam Archuleta is a whiner. Yeah, I think so too. How much money did he make? And here's my point, dude. He was saying that no one's told him why he's not playing. And I was like, grab your TiVo, rewind those games that you played in, and then you'll see why you're not playing anymore. It's like no one's told him why he's not playing. Because it should be so painfully obvious and everyone's just so pissed at him for sucking so bad. If anyone, like if Greg Williams says one word to him, it might just bite his head off right there on the field. Yeah, in addition to that, dude, why is it their job? I mean, why do they have to come tell him? Has he requested a meeting yeah. with Greg Williams? Hey, hey, Greg, can I talk to you a minute? Greg, can I meet you and talk to you about what I need to do to improve so I can play? And, you know, maybe he has, and it didn't come out, because I know there were a couple of different articles that had kind of different bents on what was going on. Um, apparently, there's another article today that we haven't linked to the website yet, but I read it that stated um, that he may have been the secret redskin that, that Tom Friend at ESPN Magazine talked to about all the discord in the, uh, the Redskins defensive side, especially. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting, that it could be that he could have been the one. And I don't know if that's just speculation or if there's a good reasoning behind it, but the article, uh, it, it kind of made it sound like maybe some of the players thought it was him. And they're just kind of like, whatever, man. Well, <clears throat> I didn't see anything in any of the articles that said that Greg Williams or Joe Gibbs or any of the other coaches, for that matter, um, you know, brushed him off and said, we're not going to talk to you about it. Right. So, you know, if you're making that much money, you need to be a little bit of a problem solver on your own. <laughs> you need to be able to multitask. Yeah, multitask. To cover the run and the pass. They won't even tell me why I'm not playing. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Dude, they need to send him to John Adams. I'll set him straight right away. I'll be like, you're not playing because you suck. You'll have your TiVo right there and you'll be like, you're not playing because of this. <laughs> And because of this, and because of this, I know. Anyway, it'll be interesting to hear Josh's take on it if he uh, um, calls us. He's supposed to be calling us within the next few minutes. Right, if he chimes in uh, in time. Because with the holiday season upon us, it's very it's been a very difficult week for the three of us living in three different states to, uh, to uh, be able to get time together to do this all at once. So mm-hmm. we're kick-starting it here since the game is tomorrow. Big note, don't forget, it is a Saturday night game. It's at 8 o'clock p.m. on the NFL Network. NFL standing for the network that no one has. Dude, I have it. You have it. About 30 million people have access to it. And as I said on the website, I think it's 71 million or 61 million people have the Versus Network. That used to be the outdoor channel that carries hockey. Yeah. It's like twice as many. Well, apparently the Versus Network. I don't know if I read this correctly, but I think the Versus Network was trying to get these... uh, games and they offered like the NFL 450 million or something and they just like denied it I don't know I think this is going to bite the NFL in its ass because a lot of people are upset about it yeah I hope so and it's been it's been 
of a bus for them, you know they've lost money on it. You've got like Kansas City, Denver playing, or Kansas City, uh, Denver, or are they playing Oakland? Probably Oakland. Mm-hmm. The only team that's going to finish worse than the Redskins this year. Who, Oakland? Yeah. See, that brings me to another point that I was talking to you about the other day. Mm-hmm. And that's, think about the teams that the Redskins have beat. How many of them have worse records than the Redskins? None. I don't think any of them do. Yeah, the Redskins, the games they've won, the teams they've beat, St. Louis. Um, I mean, not St. Louis, of course. New Orleans. Um, who else do we have? Jacksonville. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Houston, who beat Indianapolis. Yeah, Houston has the same record. Jacksonville's like, what, 7-8? and eight? They're, they're at the edge of the playoffs, maybe. Well, probably not in the AFC. Uh, Carolina. I think they're still seven and eight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're still seven and eight, but they're second in the NFC South. Dallas and you say the Saints already? Excuse me. Yeah. And then the uh, the Nats that they're going to beat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I found that interesting. Um, Just been a year in. The only consistent things have been how bad the defense has been giving up the deep ball. We said many times during the offseason, we were talking about there were two or three points of the team that the three of us were saying we knew we were going to be concerned. And the one that came up the most was the secondary, most specifically the cornerbacks. Cornerback, kicker we talked about a lot. Yeah, and it looks like they've got the kicking situation pretty pretty good. Um, pretty good and under control now with Sweetum, Sweetum. Yeah, hopefully he can continue that. Um, I just I wanted to say that those last two games were both in domes, so yeah, we need him to play well outside in Washington. Right, he he's got to be a kicker that can kick it outside in the winter in January next year when we're back in the playoffs. Oh, speaking of the playoffs, a lot of people are um, picking, I guess the the uh, Bears to. Um, Go for the NFC and uh-huh. um, San Diego or uh, even Baltimore for the AFC seems to me like the uh, the teams people are leaning towards. What about you, dude? Um, a lot of people I think are leaning towards Baltimore right now. Um, I don't think there's a, there really isn't a dominant dominant team for the most part, on either side of the ball or either side of the league in the NFC or the AFC. I mean, there's a couple teams that are ahead of everyone else, but we don't have the Indianapolis at, like, 14-1 and one and, and stuff like that. We don't have the teams that are really, really rocking. Got Indy kind of up there. They've lost four now. Get the Bears, who've lost two, I think, and uh, maybe three. But here's the funny thing. This is what people were saying. They're like, I don't see anyone going into Chicago in January and beating the Bears. And then I was like, um, why would that be an advantage? When was the last time the Bears played in January in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, good point. When was the last time? Well, they were in the playoffs last year. They are 13-2. and two. They do have the best record in the NFC East, but... They're not in the East. They're in, like, the North. Yeah, in the NFC. I'm at, yeah, they are... Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. They, Pretty much ever uh, since they... Ever since they Added that division. I don't know who, what division people are in. I have to look it up. For Chicago, they're in there with Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit. So, I mean, they won the division probably in October. 
I know, but it's got to be the NFC North, right? That's the NFC yeah. North? Yeah. And we just basically dropped um, the Cardinals, who we never really considered <laughs> in the division anyway. Yeah, the Cardinals, they were kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the NFC East for so long. I'm finally glad they finally got a relegated out there to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, some more news this week. They put out the uh, schedules of who uh, the teams have to play next season. Oh, yeah. The Redskins got Tampa again. Is it at least at home? On like one call in the game. I know. Is it at least at home this time or not? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know if they they determined that yet. Just so you people out there know, we at Harry Hog Football are so organized and and um, on top of this stuff that we keep all this crap in our brains. We don't have it like written down in front of us. <laughs> we try. <Very> hard. <laughs> That's why we're like, uh, dude, are you sure? <laughs> anyway. Oh so, yeah, we get a uh... Green Bay. We're playing Green Bay. And we're playing the Cardinals. That you talking about the Cardinals is what reminded me about that. Oh yeah. And of course the uh, um, who else? Who else are we playing? Do you remember Patriots? Patriots. Patriots are. Uh, I think we're playing the Patriots away. Have you ever noticed that like all the hard teams out of the division, Dallas always gets to play at home, and we always have to play them away. Redskins, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, it would take me a minute to remember. It was, just, it was pretty hazy at that time of day. But, uh, yeah, we, I think the Redskins pulled that one out. I think, yeah. that That's a day that will live in, um, I guess, not infamy. But whatever the opposite of infamy is. Man, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say something. About that, um, yeah, the Redskins. Say, where's Josh? I know the Redskins are one and three in the uh, NFC East, and I'm glad that their one win was that day, November fifth, two thousand. I mean, it's got to be one and four, right? Hmm. It's got to be. Yeah, it's one and four. One and four. Sorry. Yeah. And um, I just hope we can knock knock the Giants out of the playoffs so that they've about knocked themselves out. Oh yeah, speaking of on um Christmas Day in the morning, I got a uh email from good old Steven out in hailing ha- hailing the Harry Hog Nation from Bit what was it? Bitsburg, Germany? Um yeah, he's in, in he's a uh, member of the armed services out in Germany. Gave us a shout out. Let me see. He told us he has to pay $25 a week to get the games over Yahoo or something like that. Right. If they don't care the, the football, the Redskins game on the Armed Forces Network, that he has to pay $25 a game to watch it on Yahoo. That's some devotion right there. Yeah, that is some devotion. Especially this season. Man, as bad as they've been. That's a true Redskin fan right there. Yeah, especially when they're, he'll, it'll pain him to know this. There are a couple tickets this year that we couldn't even get $25 for. And he's paying to watch it on a little computer screen. I'm stuck in Germany, you know. What can he do? But 
for the email there, Steven. Dude, can't you get like some shore leave or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, but thanks for the uh, thanks for the email, man. Keep listening. Keep the faith. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. Well, I think we should move on to talking about the game with the Rams. Um, hey, Josh, you there? Yo, 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 wait. Hey, what's up? Hey, we got Josh in, back from the Christmas party. <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> um, Josh, um, I wanted you to be able to get in your two cents worth before we talk about the Rams game, about that Archuleta situation. Because uh, I know you were pretty adamant about it online today. Well, it wasn't yeah. that I was so adamant about Archuleta as, as you know, I just started thinking about the whole Greg Williams thing. I just started getting really pissed off, like super pissed off. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you wrote like a novel on there, man. Dude, I almost got busted at work while I was reading it. I'm just tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I mean, it... It just seems like, I wonder if there's going to be one every year. It just makes me wonder what, you know, Archuleta is really capable of. I mean, we know what he came from. He was like a first-round pick for the Rams. Um, we, we know what he came from. And I, I'm just wondering, was he not able to be fit into the my way or the highway scheme where he could really show what he's supposed to do or what's his hands tied? What was he not allowed to do what he could really be doing? And, it's not so much about Archuleta as it is Williams because, you know, I think we talked about it before with, uh, with certain people in years past. And, um, you know, is there going to be one every year that Williams says, oh, this guy's going to be great? And, 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 or is there going to be somebody that we know is great and then suddenly doesn't work out in the Williams scheme? Dude, I'm just tired of it. I think that Williams needs to be, well, this, this is with what a I- big old pair of shears because, He's dude. been trying it. It's just not working, dude. Where are we on defense? Where are where are 30th. the Redskins? Thirtieth, yeah. as a matter of fact. Where are the Redskins on defense? Thirtieth. How can anybody talk about any problems except for pointing fingers at the guy that's in charge? All that stuff's got to roll downhill. It's got to come back to the defensive coordinator, and that is Greg Dub G Williams. And I say Dub G because he's Greg with two G's. I don't know what his parents were thinking. Every Gregory I know is always spelled with one G. Dude. But anyway. Um, this is what happened with Greg Williams. He came over. He was at Buffalo, right? Kind of, and he was he a head coach there for a year or something? He was the head coach there for a few years. So he sucked with okay, that. Okay, so he got demoted there. Go ahead. So he got demoted there to defense, and his defenses were always really good, right? So then he came over to the Redskins, and he got lucky with having a few years where they were, like, really good with these unknown players. And it was during that period of time where he had, like, not superstars on his defense. That he was like, man, maybe it's not the players at all. Maybe it's me that makes this defense awesome. I'm a genius. Well, dude, he is bought into his own scheme then. I mean, if that's the case. Because his head is so big and fat, dude. I mean, I'm not (laughs) talking physically. I mean, the dude's just got this cocky, big-headed attitude. And he needs to get over himself. And, you know... Like, like reading that post article that, that Jonathan put up, that's what kind of set me off. Cause it was like, you know, why do you have this guy, Adam Archuleta, who has, has proven himself on other teams to be a great asset? You bring him in, you try to work him into a new scheme, things aren't working out with him, and suddenly if things aren't working your way, or if, you know, if he's really busting and trying, but you don't give him any guidance to tell him, Hey, you could be doing this to be better, or you could be doing this to, to fit more into how we want this to work, you know, around here. Well, 
Then you're not a good taste. Asinine, dude. Why would you not talk to somebody for 10 weeks to even tell them, try doing this, try doing that. This is what you need to do. You know, it's going to be all right. You know, I mean, the guy obviously has some talent and skill. You know, it said right there in that article that Williams was a big proponent of Archuleta and bringing him in to the Redskins. He sat there with him for 12 hours and could try to convince him, please come to Washington. You know, what? I just don't understand that sort of mentality of where did something go wrong? Is there something? There must be something we just don't know. You know, that's just not said. I, I just don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm there, just there was speculation today in a different article that that Archuleta may have been the uh, the unnamed Redskin that talked to Tom Friend from ESPN the magazine and then and you know aired a bunch of dirty laundry without letting himself be known. And apparently, there's there's a feeling amongst some players that he might be. He might be the one who uh, tattled, essentially. So there might be more to it. That might be part of the uh, the understuff we don't really know about. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he did tattle. What did he say? What was it that was said? Maybe that's why he got benched. That's what they're saying. It might be because of that. So there might be stuff we don't know. So you can't like completely jump on Greg Williams, but you do have a good point about his cockiness. that he carries around and says, this is the way we're going to do it. And the defense is 30th in the league, record lows in takeaways and turnovers, record highs in, in yards allowed. I mean, That's not just Redskins records. That's like league records. Exactly. Dude. I mean, I mean and that's even with teams like that, you know, like 1-15 in 15 Cowboys and stuff like that. You know, show the guy the door and put somebody else in who can bring in some fresh, open-minded schemes and, and, and not just something that he thinks, oh, I did this once and it worked. I'm sticking with that no matter what. I don't know what it is, but I don't have good feelings about Greg Williams and the Redskins. And you know what? If that's an unpopular thing, good. I'm standing by it. This, that's what I'm saying. Dude, I think we should bring Richie Pettibone back. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us have been pretty down on the Williams bandwagon. Um for on the quite other some time now, even I, I know last year, I was, I think, I think I was the one that especially was bringing it up that, yeah, they only gave up this many points, but they gave up, you know, that huge play at the end that almost cost the game or did cost the game. Hey, dude, I got a lofty goal here. What's that? If Greg Williams and his defense can hold the um, Giants to under 400 yards total offense, I won't give them a kick in the balls. Not today. Jeremy Shockey will miss the finale. He will not play tomorrow, so that's going to help a little bit. And I guess this could be Tiki Barber's last game. Yeah, and that's going to be a big mo- that's going to be a big motivator for him. If as if he needs it, he always has huge games against the Redskins. Yeah, he's kind of like Emmett Smith, like that. Like no matter how good or how bad he's playing, he goes up against the Redskins and he just explodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, on to the Rams game, dudes. Um. I got to try to re- remember it now. It's been so long, but um, I remember being upset about a fumble late in the game. Yeah, <laughs> the bet fumble. You mean the uh, the our savior bets? Oops, he dropped the cross. I mean the ball. And John had brought it up before that. That I mean, we haven't seen bets enough this year to remember or to for to notice it. But he is fumble prone. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah he's, he's always been fumble prone. Yep, I, and I do like the idea of in the off season, given like you said, John, give him the football, make him carry it around, or Aaron whoever yeah. was that said that, make him carry it around. Barber started doing, and that's why he stopped fumbling all the time. Yeah, I said, I said, you know, Aaron gave my son a uh, 
uh, um, official NFL pro football for uh, for Christmas, I said, you know, I'm willing to just take that away from him, send it to Betts, and uh, with a little note that says this ball has an internal, you know, explosive device, and if you drop it, it will detonate. Just hang on to it all offseason. <laughs> Here's another thing, though. Um, when I saw him running that ball and I saw the guy come over to tackle him, I was like, oh, Betts slowed up so that they can get so that they can, you know, stay in bounds and run down the clock before they kick a field goal or score a touchdown. And then all of a sudden he's on his way down and the ball goes squirting out like 20 yards. And I was like, oh, my. Yeah. Once he, as soon as he broke that hole, he should have been holding that ball with two hands. Two hands, with two hands. You're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it did. they did do the whole punch thing like everybody, like everybody in the NFL, all the defenders are, are learning to do. But they got to be practicing against that, too. You know they got to. Be practicing that. You see Sean Taylor trying it every week with everybody. Oh, speaking of, let's just go straight into the. Let's just go straight into the kicks. Let's segue there, dude. Let's 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 go ahead and get into our kicks then, huh? Okay, go for (laughs) go for it, dude. John. Well, I'm going to take the obvious one. Um, Man, Sean Taylor, you suck. You were horrible. I mean, (laughs) on on one of those touchdowns when Sean Taylor was like. 30 yards downfield, and it was Steven Jackson, and he just started backpedaling and moving left and looking right. He looked like he looked like like an 11 year old boy that's like all clumsy trying to learn how to play soccer or something out there and tripping over the ball, like trying to do something fancy. And then he missed the tackle. He, he was involved, I think, in every single touchdown. And then there was that, that the Rams scored. He yeah, was absolutely horrible. He missed like the one against that dude. That, the dude that that was his first catch of the year. <laughs> and he like totally burnt Sean Taylor, or he didn't even burn him. Sean Taylor tried to pull a Dion and like go for the interception, and he missed it. And the guy just basically trotted in the end zone. Dude, Sean Taylor drank too much eggnog or something. I don't know what the deal was. He was he was remedial. I think he I think he might get the unprecedented unanimous kick in the balls from Harry Hogan. Yeah, you know, and you know it's almost time for yeah. the kick of, kick of the year awards too. They they're coming out. You know the. Uh, the 2006 kick of the year. We have to put our heads together for that next week. No, I don't think we should put our heads together. I think people should write in and vote for it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, right yeah the in. fans' choice, yeah. Yeah, fans' choice, kick of the year, goes to blank. You fill it in. Write it in to uh, RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y HogFootball.com. But while you're at it, also send in a game ball of the year, too. Yeah, and you can do, like, offensive and defensive and special teams if you want um, also, dude, I wanted to point out, I have another kick in the ball award, and I don't know if this is going to be a popular one. But I'm giving one to Joe Gibbs, and it's because of this. You're late in the game, they got three chances to win that game at the end when his defense was obviously destroyed. And I don't care, what did they get, like third and one or something? They were de- way down there, but still, their defense was spent. Oh, yeah. They should have went for it. Fourth and one. I agree. Yeah. Go for it. And his defense was done. They got so lucky to get three opportunities to begin with. Thanks to Sean Swisham's uh, kick, that 52-yarder. That's what gave him the first chance. And then somehow the defense got a stop against the uh, Rams. But they were done, man. But, dude, you know, that's not the first time this year. That's happened three or four different times where decisions like that have been made, you know, by Coach Gibbs or or, or people upstairs telling him what to do in his little ear. And how many times is he going to take a timeout and then kick a field goal? 
minus two yards. And then call a timeout again to kick a field goal. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, oh, man. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Was it this game, John? Or I can't even remember. Was it this game or the game back where like Santana Moss caught the ball in, the, in his hand, or was that last game? That was the game beforehand. All right, never mind. Disregard that statement. Then. <laughs> it's, you're, you're like it's all in a dome. It's all the same. I know. Yeah. In the last two weeks. But um, I do have to give a game ball to. Uh, well, hang on, dude. Let me get my kick. Oh, all right, go ahead. And it's real quick. You know who it goes to since John took my kick, like he always does. <laughs> my kick goes to Greg Williams. I've said my piece. You need to know no more. Go ahead. <laughs> game ball. All right. I got two game balls, actually. One, I got to give my game ball to um, Danny, uh, is it Smith, the special teams coordinator? Special yeah. teams coach? Danny Smith. I got to give it to him because, one, the Redskins are second in the league with starting field position on offense. Or it might be NFC. How crazy is that? And two... So crazy. Two, did you see the the special teams play last week? Special teams has been tight. They've been tight. And he's had his bad days, Danny Smith. But they were pretty tight, man. Yep. And so that's who my game balls go to. And that's usually the first foundation that starts getting really good when you have a young homegrown players and players that are hungry and really want to play because those are the guys that are going to excel on special teams first and then move their way into the regular lineup like Antonio Pierce mm-hmm. for instance yes. right alright Josh go ahead and do your kicks because uh, I don't want to take yeah. yours my game ball well dude mine might, be a little, mine might be a little obscure and I've kind of been like thinking back recently like okay who's been solid over the past weeks who we've been game, giving game off to but you know I, I'm going to give a game ball this week to um to Mike Sellers, and um, and you kind of go Mike Sellers. Well, the reason is he's just he's just kind of been solid in doing his job. I mean, you know, he's had some massive lead blocks, um, opening up holes for bets. Uh, you know, along with along with other folks that we've been talking about. But um, you know, he's uh, he's still making the occasional catch and stuff. But I mean, he's just kind of done his job. So at the end of the year, I just feel like you know, I'm gonna give Mike Sellers a game ball. So there's a cool one. Cause, yeah, I mean, and, and he's done a good job of, of kind of stepping back. Yeah. After, what did he catch? Seven touchdowns last year, and now he hasn't really been involved in right. the same way. So I mean, it's a he's humbling been, experience. He's been humble and quiet and like an upstanding guy. He just gets in and does his job, and you know, and that's he's done what he's been asked to do. And so there it is. And I think if I remember correctly, uh, Chris Cooley had a pretty big game. Oh yeah, he had a good. He one. did seven catches, I think. Had a great game. And he went up tall for that one. And I almost gave Chris Cooley my game ball, but, you know, we've given Chris Cooley a game ball or three before. So, Dude, the weird thing from this season is we've given Vernon Fox two game balls. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. John, did you give yours? Not yet. I have uh, I have two game balls, and I have a, uh, a shout-out, actually. Um, right, Vernon Fox. Balls. Well, Vernon Fox did lead the uh, – <laughs> he led the team in tackles. Sweet Lord. But I'm not giving him a game ball this week because he, he actually would have led the team in more tackles if he had made them all. <laughs> but uh, considering he led the team in tackles that game, it's uh, I guess you can't expect him to hit everyone. Whatever. Anyway, Andre Carter is starting to turn into a beast because he's kind of, from what it sounds like, basically he's kind of just saying, I know how to play. I'm kind of tuning out this. This what the coaches are telling me, and I'm getting in there and making and penetrating and getting to the quarterback now. 
because he's letting his natural instinct take over, which, you know, there's a slap in the face for Greg Williams because it's a player who's doing well and playing on instinct instead of listening to him, I guess. Wait, I thought Greg Williams doesn't tell anyone how to do anything. <laughs> yeah, truly. But uh, Andre Carter's really been stepping it up. He gets my, he gets one of my two game balls. The other one goes to Rocky. Wait, that's pretty uh, huge, dude, because earlier in the year you were – you were dissing on him hard. We're all dissing. We're yeah. all dissing Andre Carter earlier. But you know, you just look at that guy. You ever look at how cut he is, man? He just is like Mister, like solid. Move out of my way. I'm coming and getting you. Yeah, he's actually he's starting to little. speed now to get around the guy and to make moves, which he wasn't doing at all. Yeah, for he's kind of small, like, isn't he? One goes out to uh, Rocky McIntosh because he had ten tackles in limited playing time. They still won't give him any love and let him start. Dude, he started. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you why. Because of the freaking Greg Williams thing. Hold on, dude. Anyway, he started last started week. Again. He started. Now, Rocky McIntosh, who may, since Kerry Campbell's out, may get more play uh, this weekend. Dude, Rock, Rocky McIntosh started last week. According Are you sure he started? Because they were saying that Posey was starting. According, I saw that Posey was going to start like in the news before the game, but when they actually showed the starting lineup during the game, uh-huh. they said he was starting, but then I, I forgot to look on that first play. Yeah, okay. yeah. I but did. they did say starting lineup: Rocky McIntosh. So yeah. Well, if he wasn't a starter, he should have been. I guess we'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, he gets my other game ball, and I got a shout out. This one's kind of a funny one, but I got to put a shout out to a player that Aaron never really liked when he was on the Redskins. But yet, once again, a Redskin who came back to haunt the team, score a touchdown, or do something good for the opposite team and hurt the Redskins, and that's Steven Davis. Mm-hmm. He looks dude, huge. Is Steven Davis? He is so huge. huge. Like, he doesn't look muscular at all. He looks almost like a lineman now. He's like a big old ham. Yeah. <laughs> he was always kind of... He pounded in. He got a touchdown. He got a key third down, or a key first down in the uh, late in the game. Yeah. You know what? He was kind of like that Liddell Betts type guy that was kind of behind. Who was it, Ernest Biner at the time? Or am I way off? Not Ernest Biner. It was a little bit later. He was behind, I can't even remember who, but he was that dude that kind of emerged, kind of like Liddell Betts is now. Uh-huh. And then, like, when he got big and, like, wanted all that money and they let him go, I wasn't really sweating it because... Dude, he got big and he stayed big. <laughs> yeah, no lie. But, uh, Dude, I gotta give a shout out just because. I mean, he got, I guess he had the injury and then Carolina let him go. And, uh, cause he, he was in Carolina for a while, right? How long was he there? He was there for a couple of years. They, they, he had to have microfracture surgery where they bust up your kneecap and let it grow back together. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, apparently he's recovered pretty well from it cause he's hauling a lot of weight on it. <laughs> <laughs> he's hauling enough to hurt the Redskins cause that basically gave them the game, that seven points. Yeah. Yeah. Once again. Um, I'm hoping this is the year that the uh, the uh, players that are cut and released and let go, and this is the last year, and for players and coaches both, that they don't come back to haunt us anymore. <laughs> I'm hoping this is the year it's all spent. Dudes, is Golston all right? Didn't they take him out? Is he okay? Is he going to play? Um, he is not on the injury report. I think Philip Daniels was the player that we saw on the sideline that was, like, hyperventilating. Yeah, dude, Philip Daniels had, like, some heart murmur or something. What was the deal with that? It was an irregular heartbeat. About it. He's not... The, only people on the injury report are Jansen and Raybach. And they're playing. Um, and they're probable. And Kerry Campbell's out. He's on IR. Well, anyway, I got to yeah, say. I say that I don't know if it was really a heart murmur, but I mean, like, there was, like, all these, like, 
things flying around about what was wrong with him. They said it was an irregular heartbeat, but it was only like momentary. Uh, okay. Um, here's the thing, dude. The, I just want, for some reason, I thought about this. I wanted to say how I love how Golston always gets his hand up and puts it on the ball. Yeah, isn't that just great technique? Yeah. Like, he's probably been doing that since, like, middle school. You know, he started learning to do it. He was the only kid that would throw his hand up, and the coach was like, put your hands up! Mm-hmm. He's the only one that would do it, and he did it every time. So, you know where you learned that, dude? You learned it in church. Praise God. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, dudes, do you guys you guys hear that music? That's right. It's time for Tom's Trivia. Um, the question from last week, we got about three or four responses from. And uh, the first response was from Blood Type B&G. Has he ever w- already won the... Um... Yeah, is that Mark Manhire? Yeah, has he already won? Yeah. You already sent him the thing? Down in Florida? Yeah. Yeah, he I got, already sent it to him. But, I mean, you know, if he wants it again, uh, it's the same as it was before. But anyway, we had a response <laughs> from him. We had a response from Speed Racer. We had a response from none other than the Tom himself. Oh, all right. They all got it right. Tom got his own trivia question right, even though it wasn't his, which is kind of weird. All was back to see. I think Speed Racer won, like, two weeks ago or whatever. So, uh... All right, well, here's what the question was. The question was, it was actually sent in by Danny, the infamous Danny. <laughs> the question was sent in by the infamous Danny, and it was, why do people at the Redskins game say that stupid, oh, thing during the national anthem? And the answer was... Oh, you were talking about when they say, oh, say, oh, can you say, see? can you... No, right. and, oh, say, does that star spangled? Oh, say, does that star spangled? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the answer is that people in the uh, at the Orioles Stadium say that because they're the O's. And uh, for some reason, they think they're at an Orioles game. I don't know. <laughs> a few people at any kind of sporting event you go to, there's always a few that give that O. I don't think oh, they... No. Dude, I don't think they should blaspheme our uh, national anthem that way. Yeah, especially because the Orioles suck. <laughs> so we have multiple people get it right. So whoever... Um, so whoever hasn't already received the Firefox theme uh, Harry Hog Football Beta version 1.0 Firefox, uh, we'll send it to you this week. Who is that? Uh, Tom, Speed Racer, and Blood Type BNG. Yeah, if you got it, I'm not sending it to you again. If you don't have it, I'll send it to you. There you go. Okay, <laughs> and here's Tom's question for this week. <clears throat> it's a very simple one. And straightforward to any Redskins fan. Name the original starting hogs. Uh, and that's it. And I gotta say, original um, starting hogs. Now, does that include the honorary member? Is that a true question? Including, for bonus points, include the honorary member, according to Tom. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Um, and here's the deal. Um, uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Speak amongst yourselves. Uh, you said member. <laughs> um, oh yeah, this is, this is what I was going to say. Speaking of the hogs, man, I got to say that offensive line's been reminiscent of the hogs lately. They, if they can, uh, we've been saying it, they got to bring back the doctor. Mm-hmm. They got to. one of the best offensive lines in the entire National Football League. They got to get the doctor back. You're correct. 
Yep. Fully on there with uh, Mike Sellers. They could use another blocking tight end other than damn Yoder. That guy sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Dude, I'm thinking about going to open tryouts for that position. Sweet, dude. I was thinking about showing up there this week since I'm off work. Going up and being like, hey, I can play cornerback. Let me wear it for 25. <laughs> um, yeah, since it's vacant. John, I think you have a number 28 in your closet. I, I do. I got a number 40, uh, 45 throwback as well. Okay, dudes. Um, dude, this is running really long here. Um, all I can say to everyone out there is we need to wrap this up. Send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. If you see a Cowboys fan, joke them. Because basically, basically they're going to go to work one more day than the Redskins this year, but oh well. And you can always remind them who won the last time the Redskins and the Cowboys met. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Okay. Happy um, New Year. Look for something special from Harry Hawk Football in 2007. We won't tell you what it is, but look for it. Look for something special from the Redskins, too, and remember that we're a year-round podcast, and we'll bring you all the news as we hear it every week. Every week. And... Um, I think that's about it. As unexciting as the season was, gosh, the off season can only be so much more exciting than that. Man, off season's like the best time of the year because it always looks like we're going to have a good team. Mm-hmm. It's like fantasy football season now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fantasy football. Really, it is, man. Us. Speaking of, of speaking of, of, I got to give a shout out to uh, to uh, Mr. Henderson, the Weenies Unite team on the Harry Hawk Fantasy Football League. Um, who defeated me in the, in the championship game for the, uh, Harry Hog football fantasy, uh, title. Yeah, dude, he didn't even run up the score on you, man. Yeah, man, he beat me by five. It was, it was, it was a really high scoring game, but, uh, he's got a little swag box that's gonna be coming his way soon with some stuff, some Redskins related stuff. Sweet. We're winning the league. And props to me for not going 0 and 12. <laughs> uh, Josh won two games, I think, this year, so that's an improvement of one. That's a hundred percent improvement from last year, man. Hundred percent improvement from last year. Williams, you keep your job. Anyway, dudes, that's gonna about wrap it up. Um, hope you guys have a, a uh, good New Year, Happy New Year, and uh, watch the game tomorrow. It's on Saturday. Do not forget Saturday at eight o'clock, not Sunday. And, on the NFL Network. And uh, hail to the Redskins. Hail to those Redskins. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.